Real quick before we start the show, just wanted to let you guys know you can get the show two days early by joining our Patreon. Even for a buck, you can listen to the show two days early. Go to patreon.com slash analog talk and we got a bunch of stuff over there. Check it out and uh, yeah, enjoy the episode. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Analog Talk, a film photography podcast. I'm your host, Tim. I'm Chris. And on today's show, we have Alex Soth. Hey, Alex. Hi, Alex. Hey, how's it going? Good. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, we're so excited. Do you mind, for our listeners who may not know you, can you introduce yourself and kind of give a background on how you got into photography? Sure. Yeah. So I am a photographer living in <laughs> Minnesota. Um, yeah, the world of photography is so gigantic. And I think a lot yes. of us live in our little, you know, bubbles is the common term, I guess we use these mm-hmm. days. But uh, and, and you sort of end up thinking it's the whole photography world and it's not at all. <laughs> totally true. Yeah. <laughs> right. And, and so how do I define my, my little room in this castle of photography? It's, uh, I guess it's, it's in that, that funny realm between like documentary photography and fine mm. art photography. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of the, you know, one of the American gods of this would be Walker Evans, I suppose, who called it documentary style photography. So I kind of come out of that tradition, though I came to photography from a purely fine art side of things. So Mm. I wanted to be a painter and then a sculptor and wrote poetry and was doing, you know, like was over there. So I was not in the world of uh, journalism, for example. And yeah, discovered photography in college and then discovered around that time that, oh, there's no way I can make a living doing this. Uh, (laughs) And so what am I going to do? And, um, you know, after college, I, you know, I dabbled in some commercial, you know, like commercial assisting, that kind of thing. And I'm like, well, this has nothing to do with why I want to do photography. Um, And, and so worked like photo related jobs, but didn't have ambition to really make a living as a photographer. I just mm. sort of gave up on that, pursued my personal work for, you know, about a decade and then got lucky and suddenly had a career. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> I kind of went through that fast, but uh, you can ask me questions. <laughs> now I, ha- I am a professional photographer. I make a living from it in, di- in all sorts of different ways, in the fine art world, uh, in the magazine world. Uh, all- and I've got a lot of balls in the air, I guess. That's good. That's good. And I, I can totally relate. I've always wanted to be, I said it before on the show, I've always wanted to be, you know, this painter and artist. Yeah. I always had this uh-huh. dream. And then I put the, you know, I put the pen to paper and I'm just like drawing stick figures and, you know, the old clouds and the and yeah, yeah, birds right. with the sun. And it was just, <laughs> I tried so hard, but yeah. That's yeah. Cool. I mean, I mean, one funny thing about my, uh, like my, my bio right now is it's, it, is it says I'm with the agency Magnum Photos. Mm. And so that, in a lot of people's minds, that that means photojournalism and Mm -hmm. it's something a lot of people aspire to. And so they assume I aspire to that. Like I didn't, that wasn't my goal Mm. uh, as a young photographer. Like I was aware of Magnum, but it was just like over there in a different sphere. Mm -hmm. So it's, 
It is a little complicated to explain. It's it's one of those things where like if I'm on a plane sitting next to someone and they ask what what I do, I'm like, oh no, like, <laughs> no I don't want yeah. to say photographer because it's so it gets so complicated oh, yeah. to so answer true. it. Yeah. yeah, I've I've like pinpoint as like tiny as I can when I get asked a question. Uh, yeah, uh huh. Because it's just like oh, I I I I do onset photography. Like, or I'll just pick one of the things that I do. And yeah, just, like, oh, that's <laughs> yeah, that's that's smart. I mean, it's just. I get in trouble. Yeah, because I because <laughs> I want to be honest and it's just nothing feels right. And, right. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. That's so true. Yeah. That's really funny. <laughs> yeah, man. And just one more thing on that. Like my boss, I work at a music store and we're trying to like switch over stuff online, like get our products online and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And they they know I'm a photographer. I mean, I carry three cameras with me wherever I go and they just automatically assume that I'm going to be taking these amazing photos of flutes for them. And it's like, <laughs> oh, right. do you understand? Yeah, yeah. And product photography is like a total other world than what I do, you know, and it's it's just funny how that happens. No, a- well, absolutely. And yeah, because yeah, people have all sorts of ideas. Understandably, I'm sure this happens in every career, you know, you're mm-hmm. like a psychiatrist oh, yeah. and everyone wants to talk to you, whatever it is. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and, and, and I have to say, like coming on this podcast, I was nervous because because like there's going to be tech talk. And I have to tell you something, this is funny because so last week I was in Berlin and I did this book signing and they wanted me to like say a few words. So I did like an impromptu like thing and I asked for questions and someone asked me what camera I use and I like... I was like, oh shit. I, like, I couldn't remember the name of the brand of the camera. And so then right before this interview, I was like to Ethan, my student manager, I was like, what's the name of my camera? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, how do you pronounce it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because I, uh, so yeah. So I'm going to, I'm sorry to whoever is listening to this because it's, wow, you're going to be disappointed. Yeah. Well, luckily I'm, I'm the one who, I'm not technical and I, I run into that problem all the time where people, I'm like I don't remember what it, what it, oh what it's called God. or like what lens it is. Yeah, that's that's kind of reassuring. Now I feel not so bad about it. And me being being on the other end, I'm so jealous of that. I'm like I wish I could oh, just be like be. it's the yeah. camera, you know, and I bring it with. Now I'll name you every spec and lens and year yeah, it was yeah. made and no, and I I have to say like so when I was younger I was more into it. So mm. in my you know in my twenties you know when I'm learning everything and I'm like figuring it out and getting really excited about oh man that new camera and but something yeah something changed along the way and I kind of settled uh, mm. and I think about this a lot with digital technology because it's like you know Photoshop three or whatever is like yeah. I'm that was mm-hmm. like the jam for me and now <laughs> yeah, know, yeah and now it's like you know fortunately i have people that like stay up on everything yeah yeah but i like i do i as much as i can i do stuff the old-fashioned way in photoshop which i realize is dumb i don't and i don't know how to use lightroom like check that out <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> people are freaking out yeah. they are. they're like what i know Man. But I, I like that because it, it that like it doesn't get in the way. Then I feel like then you can just focus on. Mm-hmm. Well, and I'm I you know I'm so lucky because I have you know like a studio manager who's mm-hmm. went to RIT. He knows everything about everything, and he can just deal with it. Um, <laughs> so that's the ideal scenario, you know. And that's and I can put my attention elsewhere. Right. But you Boy. know there are other things that I do. So I like do podcast interviews, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and, and and that takes a certain amount of time, which is great. 
Uh, but I put my energy into right. these other areas, but it's not always like going directly back into going out to take pictures. Yeah. Man, so are you pretty set? Like, to, to, are you into trying new cameras and stuff? Like, do oh, yeah. you, or yeah, are yeah. you, oh, okay. I just didn't know yeah, if you yeah. just no, kind of no, had no, your I, quiver and that's what you went with. No, no. Uh, and part of the reason I, I struggled to come up with that. So what, if you want to talk about cameras. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we can I, a little bit. We can talk. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, it's, it's interesting because I actually don't talk about it that much, but I, didn't you say like one of the last questions is going to be about my favorite camera so maybe yeah. I'm not supposed to talk about that right now but I had a favorite camera I dropped it oh. and oh, no. uh, it was not whatever it's not replaceable and so then I got I ended up getting an ebony 8x10 yeah. camera which I liked but it, it was just not the same as the old one and and then something went out of whack with it that I've never understood and I had a kind of disastrous trip where things the focus was strange uh, oh no. no and and so then not too long ago I got this new one and we like how do we call this Sha- Chamonix Is yeah Chamonix. Pronounce yes, it? Yep. Mm-hmm. yes. Chamonix. <laughs> I Chamonix. love this. <laughs> I have a Chamonix 8x10. Uh, and I, and yeah, and so I like that camera. Nothing replaces the first one. Anyway, I use that, but, but then I use digital cameras of all sorts. I, maybe we're not supposed to talk about those on the. <laughs> oh, it's okay. Podcast, it happens. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, I use a variety of things. I'm working on a moving image project right now. So that's, oh, like, wow. and cool. what's, what's really interesting about the moving image world is I just feel like, those guys over there, they're dealing yeah. with so many things. Yep. And it it we're like little babies over mm. here. Uh-huh. <laughs> you like go to like a rental house in the cinema world mm. and your mind blows with the with the options. And and no, and I've even checked this out. I've even played with you know, all sorts of crazy vintage lenses on digital cameras. I've done, oh, you know, cool. so, so yeah. I like play around. De- it's just, it's kind of project dependent and they they generally are small experimental side things. And my longer term work is generally, is, is mostly been with 8x10 camera, though I did one big series uh, with the Hasselblad Digital. So That was song, Songbird? Is that the song Songbook. Yeah. Songbook, yeah. Songbook, yeah. And I, uh, <laughs> I don't you know, my bird. background age-wise, I don't know how old you guys are, but uh, how old are you guys? 40, I'm 41. I'm 31. 38. 38. Okay. About to be 39. So I'm 52 and I'm just really aware that like that I was raised pre-digital, mm-hmm. you know. Us, that, yeah. Yeah. That was it was baked in at that yeah. point that uh that this is that you take photographs in order to save things and you save it on this material <laughs> and uh and then you maybe make a print later that's another kind of material. And so that was baked in and the the trajectory of that was um I the photographers I discovered that I loved were often large format so I tr- did 4 by 5 like right away like really early on but then got out of school and like couldn't afford it and all that stuff and ended up finally getting a medium format camera Pentax 6x7 mm-hmm. um great which camera. I, yeah, which I loved and um did all my work for many, many years, like figuring things out with that, and then got some grants. And and I saw a number of photographers that I loved use the 8x10. And they were like quite different types of photographers. So everyone from Sally Mann to Nicholas Nixon to Stephen Shore, like yeah. also different. Uh, and I was like, okay, I'll try it. And then I tried it and I fell in love. 
Yeah. How can you not? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, you cannot because you can pay the, you know. Yeah. Oh, it. yeah. Yeah. The pocketbook gets uh, gets a little the destroyed. Po- yeah. The pocketbook, and also at that time. So then I had I in color. I so I invested in a color processor. I had an eight by ten enlarger. Mm. Um, but then you know it's like the technology kept changing, mm-hmm. and and that has has been really frustrating part of this i i i dislike i dislike a lot of the technical problems due to technology changing yeah basically. yeah yeah man so the thing the thing about the draw to 8x10 that is a misconception i think is that is sharpness um mm. oh. it's not okay. about it's not about sharpness it's because like the difference between four by five and eight by ten, I don't know. It's negligible. And now, like digital cameras are significantly sharper than my eight by ten camera. So it's not that the the draw for me is twofold. One is the experience of working with it. I stand back rather than lean in. So even mm. with the four by oh, five, okay. you're like leaning into the thing. Mm. And, right. And with the eight by ten, it's like a, a painting on an easel, and it just changes. It's just like I take it in. You know, it's right. just di- wow. it's just different. Yeah. And then, but the biggest thing for me is the way it renders space. So yeah. it's just like a 300 lens, like just like carves things out of space in a certain sort of way. And I just love that. I just, I just love the way it treats space. Um, and if I could have that <laughs> in a different way, I, I might take it. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, you have to be like really patient with large format in general. Yeah, there's a yeah, there's a way you can mimic that with digital. You can put it on a tripod and slow sure. things down. Yeah. Um I even tried when the beginning stages of my digital photography, I would use, you know, I would drive around with a laptop on a separate monitor, you know, and so like mm. I'm mimicking mm. that feeling okay. and I yeah. and slowing things. I and I really had to because Things had to be tethered, or else there were all mm-hmm. sorts of problems. And um, but in the end, uh, it just doesn't treat space the same way in a, in a funny way. So yeah, I've never gotten into eight by ten. I mean, again, just money situations. I haven't found yeah. the right deal. But even with four by five, it's such a. I get that. Like it has a. There's just something you can't replicate with with even yeah. a, a medium format camera. There's just a look to it that it's it like has. It's like 3D that, almost. Yeah, yeah. Well, and everything, you know, it's it's so nuanced. Like I was talking to someone yesterday about New York bagels and uh, there's this whole <laughs> thing about how the water in New yeah. York. And and so like I yeah. heard some story about them like shipping water out someplace. Like crazy? To, yeah. <laughs> and, and it's, why is that? It's because... People are connoisseurs. So once you reach the level of connoisseurship, you feel these slight, very slight differences that most people aren't going to notice at all. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's these little tiny things that most people don't care about. Maybe some other photographers care about, but I can feel it. And so then I get into yeah. it and I, yeah. That's a really good like explanation for for you know, anytime you show anybody who's not is, is deeply invested in photography as like we are, and you know, they'll be like, "Oh, that's that's a good shot." It's like, totally, no, this yeah. is. What do you mean? Like, I like <laughs> this is crap. Like, <laughs> no, but it's like a wine connoisseur, you know, giving me a glass of wine. I'm like, yeah, that's good. That's tasty. You know, and yeah, it's just yeah. like <laughs> I don't, I can't get into those nuances because I haven't studied them. You know, right? That's I love so that. True. Yeah. I just wanted to ask. There's kind of a like a specific question about your process mm-hmm. of when you photograph people in the nude. <laughs> 
I, mm. I, uh, <laughs> we talk a lot about this show, like being afraid to ask like person on the street, like, Hey, can I grab your portrait really quick? Sure. But then you add the le- level of like, Hey, <laughs> I'd also like to do it in the nude <laughs> and like not, not in a, you know, nice studio with like moody lighting. So sure. like, don't worry. You'll, can you talk us through that? Cause that is just to me, uh, <laughs> I, I love those images and I, I just oh, want to hear more about that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, you know, I didn't start off doing that, I should say. Right. Uh, and I mean, the number one question that I'm asked is about how I just photo, how I photograph people, how I get mm-hmm. permission. Um, everyone's curious about that. And because everyone, not everyone, but a lot of people are scared about it. Mm-hmm. And, and I was, I'm one of them. Them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, when I, would, <laughs> I absolutely was, uh, for sure. Didn't do it in college at all. Yeah. I didn't do it for a couple years after that. And then I was like, you know what? I got to deal with it because that same thing where I was looking at the photographers I loved and they're doing it. I'm just like, I got to, yeah. I got to yeah. just like deal with this. And, um, and it was nerve wracking as hell, mm. but it became essential to the, to my work. And it, I realized it was like the gasoline for it, it was like, I got, it's where I got the energy and I wanted yeah. to, I really like to this day would love to be a landscape photographer because I still, <laughs> it's just, it's exhausting. I don't, yeah. there's a lot of it I don't enjoy, um, right. but it energizes the work. And then I found that I got even more energy if I could get into someone's house because it's like the intimacy. So like, it's yeah. one thing to be yeah. on the street stopping someone, but it's like you get to, to see their world and their environment. And, and then, oh, can I see the bedroom? Can I see the more intimate spaces? And, and really nudity is just like an extension of that. It's just like, let's, you know... I want to see everything <laughs> and, yeah. and I want to like turn up the intensity dial. Uh, and I should say that I haven't done, like I haven't taken a nude picture in a zillion years, hmm. but at that particular time I was like, I kept turning the dial up on the intensity for in- intimacy intensity. <laughs> and yeah. Yeah. And it's diff- it's different now, my relationship to that and also my, like the, the ethics surrounding it and all right. that. Right. So, like you said, you don't do the the you know you haven't done nudes in a while and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Is that just I was thinking um of when when you because you said uh, I got your Magnum course I got and, oh, yeah? and okay. I listened to that and and just the you going through your Ni- uh, Niagara and you know just mm-hmm. how you kind of had to turn it up because it was your yeah, exactly. you know your sophomore book and and you were trying to you know keep your Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also it was project related to. I mean, both thematically and and also like I being in this not so like this quite limited photographic situation. Mm-hmm. I needed more to put more meat on the bone, essentially, and that was a way to do it. Yeah. So yeah, and I feel like I mean, you you, you have you say you haven't done it in a while. And it's probably it would be harder now because I feel like people would be like, well, where is it going to go? Is it going to go viral on social media? You know, like, <laughs> yeah. no, I think more people would be apt to be like, a no, like versus like then it wasn't th- yeah. that wasn't a thing they had to worry about. Yeah. And uh, and obviously, like, uh, you know, gender politics and all that mm-hmm. kind yeah. of stuff, too. I had a really interesting conversation with someone last week uh, about they were talking about women and 
gay people photographing themselves nude or with you know, just photographing themselves and and they were saying like who are the straight guys mm-hmm. doing this mm-hmm. yeah and and i could find i found some examples that were almost always older men in the past that yeah. were like you know uh, that they're kind of dealing with aging but i have a harder time thinking about you know a 30 year old guy straight guy doing self portraits and right. it was just it was just interesting to reflect on that. Um, so yeah, so this this like the ground is shifting uh, in lots of good ways uh, in the way we think about these things. That's not ne- that's not entirely the reason I'm not doing that. I'm just like in a different whatever, just yeah, dealing yeah. with different things. Yeah, just portraits in general with, I mean, not even being in nudes. I just always feel like I was thinking about this because I went through a little bit of a slump where I just wasn't motivated to take any mm-hmm. photos, you know, people, landscape, anything. I mean, I sure. just didn't want to, the, the pandemic and totally. just how, anyway, but yeah. It, yeah. I'm, I'm starting to get into this. I, I, I used to work at a restaurant, so it was really easy for me to, you know, meet people and, you know, mm-hmm. oh yeah, you take photos. They're great. Come do some family right. photos and stuff. And usually there was a transaction there. It's like, yeah, you give me a couple ones that I want to do and then I'll give you your family photos as well kind of thing. And I I just... I, do you is it ever transactional like that for you or was it like that mm. in the beginning or do you just kind of you know you just go in with raw honesty of like I just want to capture you in your oh, yeah. environment right. type of thing right good question yeah because I didn't really really answer the question of how like how do I get people naked <laughs> for example <laughs> uh, and so the so the way I do it is I explain what I'm doing <laughs> and yeah. And and this goes back to where we started of people not understanding, uh, but yeah. I nonetheless try to explain it. So in the example of Niagara, and just for people listening, um, I did a project in Niagara Falls, but it was it was more about love and longing and themes like that than it was about the falls itself. And um, I would meet someone, I would photograph someone, whatever, meet them somewhere. And then I would explain and I might, you know, at that time, then I had a book published in the past. So I could say mm-hmm. like, you know, I did this book on the Mississippi River, but it's not mm. really about the Mississippi River. Now I'm in Niagara Falls. I'm doing a project about love, but it's not really about <laughs> Niagara yeah. Falls. And, yeah, yeah. and I, you know, I'd love to photograph you and I'm looking for this kind of intimacy. Could I photograph you? You know, like explain it. Maybe, but maybe I've developed a relationship with them already where I photographed them once I've given them a print mm. so they and they trust me. You know, it's like a, a, it's a thing of earning trust. Mm. And I've found that explaining things, even if people don't understand it, and it, it sounds so weird, like you wouldn't make it up. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, yeah. And people just kind of respond to that. What's What's been hard is uh, just as I've gotten more professional, I'm just like, I think I can be too slick. I can be like too confident. You know? <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. 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 And, and and being younger, you know, like helps. And, uh, and But the other thing is you use, you use what you have. So if you're a student, you get to say, I'm a student. I'm like, yeah, I'm in class. I'm supposed yeah. to take portraits of people on the street. That's why I'm doing this. Huh. And if, you know, if you're... A woman, you use the fact that you're a woman that like you can photograph kids in a park and people are not going to think you're a pedophile. Right. I'm a, I'm a man, but I've had books published. So I use those to like explain to people what I'm doing, you know. Yeah, yeah. Use what you have. 
Yeah, I think it was like, I forget, I think it was like Bruce Davidson or something said he used to carry around like four by sixes to show people what he did. I think it was Bruce. Mm -hmm. I can't remember. But I, yeah, I used to do that too when I was, I I used to live in a tourist town and it was, it was great for what I was doing because I was, you know, doing the documentary street photography thing and it was just new people every week and I would get Mm -hmm. to explain myself. It was so much easier. Now I'm living in like central Pennsylvania where I get Mm. that look of like, is this yeah. guy like looking in my window right now? And I'm like, totally, no, I'm just, there's yeah. a pretty tree right there. I'm trying to think of, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. I'm not a creep. I promise. Yeah, and I should say that the you know the eight by ten really helps with that because yeah. yeah yeah again it's so weird that and so different that you wouldn't you know you wouldn't be a creepy window peeper mm-hmm. with that camera. <laughs> so, yeah, you're right. Definitely right. not. And everyone goes to like old time photography, so mm-hmm. it just throws them off. Yeah. It's a good thing about those cameras. Absolutely. Any, like even like like a, a twin lens reflex, I get totally. stopped. Like, what is that? What is that? And like, yeah. oh yeah. well, can I take your photo? <laughs> yeah. No, the wor- you know, the worst thing is an SLR with a telephoto. You know, yeah. it's yeah. just oh. like you just look pervy no matter like, what. Yeah. Or like, are you on vacation or what? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> totally. Totally. With the with like okay, like so what Sleeping by the Mississippi is your first book you mm-hmm. know you keep going down do you still get do you still get today like the same feeling you got when you shot that book like are you still just as like jazzed about photography and do you still get because like I'm a sh- like I get the rush from just pushing the button it's not so mm-hmm. much the image the image is a great result and fun mm-hmm. and for me but like I love the hunt kind of thing do you totally, do you feel yeah. the same or did it is it changed a lot no, through time? I mean no everything everything changes I've worked really hard to try to get in touch with that feeling mm. that I originally had yeah. It's not the same because it's not the same. And, right. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not the same. I, you know, I'm very aware that there's there's this whole kind of infrastructure built around me pushing the button. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I have to do a lot of work to create a situation in which I can forget about that infrastructure for a bit. But basically, mm-hmm. I mean, I am very much a project photographer so i so what i have to do then is like mm. build up a time and a space and then try to like create a situation in which i'm in the flow of the moment but then the rest of the time i'm not yeah you know? so it's yeah it's it's a peculiar way of working it's going to be really atypical for a lot of people listening because like i have not taken for myself a still photograph <laughs> in probably nine months wow Mm. yeah (laughs) i mean i've done jobs and things and weird collaborative things but like not personal project personal work um but and i always make the analogy to filmmaking it's like it's like making a motion picture it's like scorsese isn't walking around like yeah with right you know filming stuff right (laughs) yeah he's like does it when he's doing it and i'm not saying i'm like scorsese (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's like a really good when being like a like a like a pro, when you have projects and that gets that's what you're focused on. Then you know why would you go take a picture of the sunset? You know, yeah, it's just I mean, and I'll do, you know I'll do something with my phone or whatever, I, mm-hmm. you know, but but it's like a completely different mindset. Yeah, yeah, and I, I really don't recommend that for everyone. It's like I've noticed that there are project photographers and they're like daily photographers there's just like different Mm -hmm. types the key thing is to authentically like 
be the photographer you're supposed to be. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, I just had an intern applying the other day and, and he came wearing his, you know, wearing his Leica. And I was like, <laughs> man, that's amazing. I, I wanted to be that guy. Wow. Uh, I tried it. Wow. I just felt false. I just wasn't. Oh, me. wow. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Man. Yeah, because I'm the, I, you know, I wear my like a necklace everywhere Me too. I go. I know. And it's, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, no, I, I think it's, and it's super cool. And I joined Magnum and it was like all of these people wearing and you know, doing that. Uh-huh. And, I, whenever I try, I just, it's just not me, you know, it's not who wow. I am. It's kind of like what clothes you wear, you know, like I would, I would love to wear a suit, you know, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. That would be super cool. But I just, I'm not that dude. Right. <laughs> I can relate. I can relate to that. That's because, like, I always want to do. Anytime I, I wish I was better at the project. You know, like I have all these ideas, and and I, I don't know if it was your Magnum course or just something I saw on YouTube of just how your projects change, like while you're working on them mm-hmm. too. And I just always get so when I'm like, okay, I mean, this is just a random thing I'm going to throw out. It's like uh, American flags are going to be my project. This, and I'm mm-hmm. going to work on it. And right, right. I, I won't take a picture of an American flag for two months then you know what i mean the yeah, second right. i tell myself yeah. i'm gonna do that it's just how do you stay on task with that how do you you know or do you kind of just let it let it transform yeah yeah no it's 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 quite tricky because the, i mean the whole danger is that for me is that if i as a project photographer and i say my project is american flags and i and i'm like targeting american flags then the whole thing dies it's like Oh. Yeah. flat because I'm like illustrating a, an idea and and I have to create a project that has space in it and air in it so that I can like drive to an American flag but then I see something over here and I can yeah. photograph it but it has to be like be built into the concept in a way um, mm. and it's quite it's very delicate to get that balance right and uh, I, I mean that's why it takes so long for me to do it is I have to like come up with the idea and then change the idea and yeah. give space and it's, it's, yeah it's quite tricky but and I'm just adamant about this point of like you or what it's like you don't have to be a project photographer <laughs> like don't force it in it's it's kind of like if I were a musician and I like listen to you know a metal band I'd be like I want to be a metal band but like yeah I'm, yeah, I'm not a metal yeah. band. like that's not <laughs> uh-huh. who I am you know you right. play your play the music that you're supposed to play it's hard to know what that is. And that takes some time to figure out what's authentic, you know? Man, that's, you nailed it. Cause I've been in a music phase recently and I wanted to be, you know, just throwing it out. I was like, I want to be Mac DeMarco, you know, like I want to uh-huh. play some jingly fun stuff. And yeah. I just, that's not what comes out. And now I'm yep. kind of right. like, I've given into it. Cause I've written a couple songs and I'm like, these, this is actually better than what I was trying to do because it feels real to me. So that absolutely. Yeah. yeah, That makes so much sense. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think where it gets interesting though, is when you're, you're like into that thing, you can't do it. Maybe you mix in just like a drop of it, you know, and it's like, and then it's a drop of like your interest in this thing, which is totally different. And then these meld and you find a slightly different voice. Yeah, man, cool. Or like drawing on inspiration yeah. from all different places. All different places without like trying to be it. Yeah. Yeah. That's the tough part. Yeah. That, I was going to say, that's the yeah. hard part, especially <laughs> now when we see everybody's work, you know, on our phones all the time. And oh. it's, I mean, we talk about this a lot on the show, but it's so easy to, to be like, well, I, I, I got to be like that. 
you oh, know, <laughs> and then go no, try and do that. Yeah, it's really. Uh, I mean, it's that stuff's unbearable. That that kind of thought process. Yeah. And, uh, mm-hmm. I really try to avoid it, and, yeah. and it's one of the reasons I, you know, like I chose living where I do. So I'm in terms of art, like I didn't want to be surrounded by the art world. Um, and you're right that like online, we're surrounded by this stuff now. And I'm, I feel grateful that I didn't have to navigate that in the same way early on. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is not to say I didn't, wasn't aware of things and didn't feel, you know, crushing envy or whatever. I still did. Yeah. <laughs> That's real. And it yeah. seems to like never go away. Uh-huh. <laughs> I can't hide from it. Yeah. It's just super unhealthy though. Yeah. yeah it's it is. Super, totally. Like get some therapy. If you know. Like, yeah. If <laughs> I had therapy. That's what I did this morning before this. So yeah. Yeah. I'm fresh from therapy. Mine's next Tuesday and I can't wait. I, I started to love it and rely on it. It's wonderful. Yeah. Good. And also damning at the same time. Yeah. We could. We could. Take a left turn with this conversation. Like, <laughs> yeah. could, turn into could, a therapy Timothy, session. Could, yeah, could you tell us about your relationship with your mother? Like, <laughs> oh God, that's. Do we have? Do you have the time for it? Today? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, speaking of of therapy, I guess. Do you? I was recently thinking about how I have different phases of my life and how photography has been. Like, I think I might have talked about this last time. Like the the one constant thing that I know is never yeah. going to go away. Mm. Do you? have that relationship with photography is it like the thing that fuels everything else in your life or is it just something that you kind of do oh no yeah no it's uh i mean it's to a it's to a problematic extreme Mm. Uh, (laughs) yeah because my whole identity is is built around it Yeah. yeah and you know and i have kids and i like all this you know and it's and it's a little scary and then i get to a point where i haven't taken a picture for this many months and it's like who am i like what yeah am i just a guy who talks about my photography now you know so it's no it's 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 unhealthy yeah yeah at the level that i have it yeah yeah i I was i'll just say like i just i just had a baby recently three Mm -hmm. months um and like one of my postpartum anxieties was like i wasn't documenting him properly oh god yeah yeah right uh-huh. you know <laughs> yeah yeah totally and, and i was talking to another friend who who had a baby 2 months before me she's like that's so funny that's not what my anxiety is about at all like it's totally like oh, your thing because of your photography and i yeah. hadn't even thought i was like i everybody must feel like they're not doing a good job and i was like i'm not shooting him enough <laughs> on film i, I like, oh my god and, and and you know now now it's like I was thinking about like our childhood photos. Like mm-hmm. there was one shot of me and my brother on the bench or whatever, right? Yeah, right. And now with the phone, there's I have thirty seven thousand pictures yeah, of yeah. him just doing one thing. <laughs> but it's fine. It, it's fine. He's been documented. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. I need to like. Whew. It's interesting though when I so when we had our first child, I felt this relief. Actually, it was like this moment where I cared about something else finally. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it mm-hmm. was, but then like eventually, you know, the ego comes rushing back. <laughs> it's all about me again. Uh, your, te- your teenagers are like, "Dad, get away from me!" You're like, well, fine, I'm gonna go take pictures. Totally, then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not a problem with them. Yeah, but yeah, it is funny, and yeah, and then I and I I did make work out of that, but not of my kids. And my kids are like super undocumented. I mean, they're undocumented mm. children. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, New meaning to that term. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, no. And I, uh, it's a family joke, you know, the cobblers, 
yeah, child wears no shoes. Um, so it's, yeah, my, yeah. <laughs> my kids are like, there's, yeah, they're barely pictures of them uh, other than phone pictures. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Are it's any of fine. them into photography at all or show any interest? Uh, no. Uh, no, I did. Weirdly, I did a collaborative project with my daughter uh, when she was seven. And uh, oh. and it was amazing because she was seven. Like it was part of my argument is that self-consciousness and consciousness of one's peer group screws over <laughs> your work. Yep. And so yep. she was like able to see and take cool things. And then, yeah, she turned into a teenager and then it's just every picture is like every other picture. Um, and she's not, she's not into it. It's not what she yeah. wants to do with her life. Yeah, yeah. Um, she is interested in sort of the business of photography and art generally. Oh, um, interesting. That's cool. Yeah. She does get yeah. to see that side. Yeah. Yeah. So she was traveling with me last week in Berlin and like meeting different people oh, and galleries fun. and all that kind of stuff i mean she's 19 um so th yeah that side of things and then my son's a skateboarder and so you know there's this whole tradition of skateboarders getting into photography yeah mm -hmm. i was gonna say be careful <laughs> yeah and that that has not transpired but it's uh be now because i understand skateboarding much better through him i'm i'm fascinated by this and so like at this book signing i just did like i see him coming i'm like oh there's a skateboarder yeah. i can tell <laughs> and and then i kind of quiz them on this relationship because it's quite fascinating i think yeah yeah yeah, yeah there's a big connection in that world and we've been lucky enough to get a bunch of skate like pro skaters and pro mm -hmm. you know photographers in the skate world and just to see how the similarities in the stories are just so because I, I was a skateboarder. I won't say I am anymore being 41. Uh -huh. I'm a, I'm a, just that old weird guy that's going down the street sometimes on a skateboard. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's just funny like how how just that community just all kind mm. of, you know, it yeah. all relates. And it's just so, so neat. I love it. But, but here's an interesting like pushback on it that I'll give. And it relates to my son, right? So he was like, he wanted me to film, you know, video for him, right? So he's, he's mm -hmm. doing some trick. And then he... You know, he wants it all like fish eye and he's got to like, and <laughs> yep. there's like a way to do it. Right. Uh huh. And I'm like, here's the problem with you skateboarding people is that like, there's, there's a way to do it. So like, you're supposed to do this trick this way. You're supposed to wear the clothes this way. You're supposed to wear this kind of hat yeah. and like find a new way, like do a new trick, do it, create your own style. Like, uh, yeah. you know what I mean? And cause yeah. that, this is where the translation can be problematic into photography i mean if you're just doing it for fun in the same way that you do skating for fun whatever do whatever you want but it's like if you want to be distinctive you want to bring something else to the table it's not just yeah. following the formula right right kind of go outside the box a little bit do something yeah. different and new yeah yeah and it's it's kind of weird it's it's kind of like punks like i don't know who said it but it's like you know there was no no one more formulaic at the time than punks you know like they yeah. all dress the same way yep and yep. and there is a, an element to that and so you gotta yeah allow yourself to be a, that goofball you know that like wears the wrong sneakers or whatever yeah <laughs> <laughs> definitely it wears like the Air Jordans or something instead. Yeah, yeah totally, <laughs> totally. Yeah. Oh, I, 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 I love that. I also wanted to ask you about your your book collection. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're, we're getting <laughs> yeah. kind of a view of it. Right yeah, we're, behind we're you kind here, of which... drooling this whole time, <laughs> looking at it. But I, I was just recently I started watching this documentary about the the book collecting mm. that I didn't realize it was like its own industry. Like, do you consider yourself 
like in that realm of collecting? I really, I really don't. Um, hmm. I, I'm very familiar with it. So, so, you know, so I deal, you know, I encounter in my line of work or whatever, uh, I encounter lots of book dealers. And so I know that yeah. world. Yeah. And I know some serious book collectors. Mine is so much a working library. And mm. so they're beat up. And because I'll, I'll look for really obscure books. I mean, I got one the other day, but it's like no dust jacket, scribbling on yeah. it. I don't care. I just want to see it and and be able to like learn from it so it's really not about that and and i don't care if it's signed first edition right 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 all that stuff so it's a working library and i wish more people would go to the i I think it's becoming a lot more popular than it at least was in this you know the new generation of photographers are now starting to see the importance of i mean there's literally nothing better than grabbing a photo book and Mm -hmm. learning and making notes and yeah that's why i love your your youtube channel too the youtube videos you've been putting out those little like I guess they're essays or something. I don't yeah. know what they call them. I don't know, they're, I don't know what they call them either. <laughs> yeah. they're, they're just so, I mean, I oh, I don't want to, this isn't a, a knock, but I put them on when I'm going to sleep. You know what oh, I mean? No, I just you, put you, it on and prop it up on a pillow. And Not at all <laughs> the first person to say that. So, <laughs> I, I mean, it's, it's so funny because like when I first started it, I mean, first of all, I don't consume YouTube. So like, mm-hmm. yeah. okay. so I just knew nothing about the world of it. And it, nor did I have a big plan to be a YouTuber. Um, yeah, yeah. Right. It was really, I did it because it was the pandemic and I was trying to show people that I had a different way of giving a lecture, basically, because mm. I developed this way of, of mm. uh, showing physical objects in a lecture. And so I like did it and then I got into it and uh, and just did more and more of it. I mean, the experience of the YouTube has been super fascinating. Oh yeah, so when I started it, and I was like, oh, wow. So, YouTube, like, I see how this, the monetization of it, mm-hmm. right? And it wasn't a goal, whatever. And I'm just like, yeah, that's, yeah. that's interesting. I'm just going to play with these tools. And so, like, turned it on. And so, ads would pop up in the middle. And then I got mm. these angry comments that are like, dude, I'm trying to fall asleep. I use your <laughs> voice to fall asleep. This is, <laughs> this is bugging that's me out. amazing. Yeah. So, that I, I, I turned those off. I, I have them at the beginning, end, or whatever. Uh, I'm really not into it to yeah, make money, yeah, obviously. Yeah. But it's been, uh, it's been a very meaningful experience making those videos, uh, for sure. And, I mean, this is kind of an interesting subject for the analog uh, podcast, which is you know, being created in this digital medium of the podcast is how yeah. is is how we interact with digital tools using an analog form. And, right. And so, you know, I have a mixed relationship with all of these things, but I was a big blogger in the early days of blogging. Yep, 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 same. And then, you know, Facebook kind of killed it. And I was like very anti-Facebook, mm-hmm. still, still not on it. Yeah, uh, not a fan. But yeah, it was kind of, but whatever. I had ideas in my head. I, and then Instagram came along. I was really anti-Instagram. I hated the filters and everything. Yep. And, and then I finally, someone finally talked me into it. And then I like was immediately sucked in, you know, and yep. liked it. Yep. I did Snapchat for a while out of curiosity. And and then I was like, TikTok? No, wait. TikTok. Like, <laughs> yeah. And then, but you know what? Four days ago, I did my first TikTok, and I'm now like, oh, I love that. I didn't know that. Yeah, because awesome. I saw somebody, someone, someone our listener asked about your TikTok, and I was like, he's not on TikTok. I, did, I just started. 
I just started. Ooh. And uh, no, because it's like. Talk about I, getting sucked in. Watch out. Yeah, but it's. I mean, I it I've always learned something from doing these things. So like, yeah. even if it doesn't work, like Snapchat, whatever. And I really dislike Instagram now. It's I'm really oh. da- I'm down on it. Yeah, it's not. Same. Yeah, uh, but I but you know I learned a ton from it. This YouTube thing, I've learned so much from that experience. I you know did an NFT thing. I like mm. I've learned from that experience. It's not like it's going to be the rest of my life doing these things i'm not gonna yeah. turn into a tiktoker or whatever uh but i'm be like, doing the dances I'm, in no time yeah totally i know can you imagine <laughs> totally but already i'm like oh i see i see what's happening over here a little bit you know it's interesting yeah yeah yeah, yeah it is i've had fun i made a couple tiktoks of yeah. showing some photo books or showing uh-huh. my yeah. favorite cameras or you know my favorite photographers kind of thing and and it's really neat because I mean, just how media and stuff like that is going mm-hmm. right now, you know, there's like a 23 second attention span, you know, if, if it doesn't uh, yeah. grab you and that there is, but, but there's also people who will listen to an hour long podcast and, yeah. and, yeah. and then you realize that only way they're going to find out about the hour long podcast is if they listen to the 15 second clip, mm-hmm. you yep. know, and so, so you have to figure out how to engage with those things without getting lost in them. Right. It's, it's such a balancing act. Yeah. Especially because the, the reach on TikTok is Apparently. Infinite. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I have 300 followers now, but. <laughs> Congrats. <laughs> so it's we'll, not che- that, we'll, we'll check back. Yeah. We'll when you, yeah. you know, up to millions, I'm sure. I don't know. Well, it's, I mean, it's, it's really a different audience, obviously. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, I look. It's so funny. Like Magnum has like 300 followers. It's like, it's, oh, it's, yeah. it's weird. Like the corporations haven't like, n- not all of them mm-hmm. have gone in on it or the museums and all that stuff. And of course it will die once they do. <laughs> and yeah. it'll move somewhere else, right? There's always a new one popping up. The next yeah. one, yeah. Absolutely. I still think Tumblr was the best. Oh, I oh, agree. Yeah, I, Tumblr. <laughs> I go to mine every once in a while and look at it and I'm like, man, I miss you. You were so no, good. No, we just had it. Like we'd figured it out. We like the artist had control. It didn't yep. have all this stuff flying all over it. Yeah. Yeah. Video photos look good. They're big. You can mm. change yeah. the way they looked. It was awesome. It was. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna bring that back somehow. Well, it's, you know, it is trendy right now, actually. Like people Oh really? Yeah. Huh. It's not like gonna be a thing, but it's but yeah, I, I've heard it's trendy. Well that's kinda like like anything that goes away. Mm-hmm. And, com- and and people are nostalgic for it. Yeah, totally. Cassettes. Cassettes, oh, records. I've been collecting like, them again like crazy. I have a really? ton of cassettes again. Yeah, Amazing. yeah. Into it. Yeah. Yeah. Got to get a Walkman. <laughs> I have one right up here. I actually have yeah. two, Chris. I'll, I'll send you one. I'll send you my oh, extra one. What about the iPod? You know, you heard that. that oh, they, yeah. they just killed it off the other day, I know. right? <laughs> that that's going to be something that people are going to want to oh, collect. Oh, watch. absolutely. No, yeah. well, no doubt about no, because I know I had an intern who was like, because there was one particular like generation of iPod, I guess, that had like better audio quality or something. Oh, I don't know. interesting. Yeah, yeah. like the huh. circuitry was, <laughs> I mean, unbelievable. Yeah, like, I'd love it. There's, there's a yeah. niche for all this stuff. Like there's, absolutely. Yeah. Love it. And plus like people like to have, like to own all their music and have it all in their hand, you oh, know? Yeah. 
Like when the classic died, a friend of mine was like, I need to get one. I have all this music. I, I want to have it. I'm like, but just Spotify. Like, just what are you talking about? Like Spotify? You don't <laughs> have to same. worry about right. it. It's not the same. He wanted it. Like, no, it's, you like know? A, it's like a mix, a mixtape. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. It's not the same as a Spotify playlist. It's, it's yeah. not. You put the effort in. You had to sit there. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. I used to love making mixtapes. Man. Totally. Yeah. I have like a, just a thing I, that happened to me last night and I kind of wanted to get your guys' like thoughts on it. <laughs> a friend of mine that I used to work with doesn't care about photography at all, whatever, but blah, blah, blah. She went to this event where somebody had a film camera and they they took her photo and she saw the photo and then the next thing i know she's like i need to get a film camera and the next thing i know she's messaging me like <laughs> is this a good one what should i mm-hmm. get and i just was thinking about how because of the iphone photos and the way they look and then her seeing a film photo and being like what is this and neat wanting to like yeah and i just thought that was like because we, we obviously we have our community, film community, and we we sure. we've been in it and stuff like that. But somebody from the outside. Oh yeah, no, it's a thing. You know? No, it's without a doubt, it's a thing. I again in Berlin last week um, at this museum, they had a photo booth, but it was a true, you know, chemical oh, photo yeah. booth. Oh yeah, was the best the thing, ones. Thing came out wet, you know. Yes. Yeah. Like my daughter's like, wow, and it just it looked different mm-hmm. and. Yeah. No, there's absolutely like an appeal for it. I mean, that's, you know, like vinyl sales, like everything. It's just, uh, it'll, it'll get big, but it's not going to get, you know, the big of the. Right, right, right. We still, that's the thing about like book publishing is the numbers are minuscule in terms of like social media or whatever. If you sell Mm -hmm. 5,000 books, it's like unbelievable, but it's still 5,000. It's like, and it's 5,000 people that care. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Which is worth more than a hundred thousand people that like look at it for an eighth of a second. Right. Yeah, that that's the killer for me with like Instagram is just, you know, being so jazzed on a photo you're gonna post and then it's just <laughs> and, a flip through oh, and somebody's not it just <laughs> breaks my spirit so that's bad. why you should just make a print and like hang it up somewhere. Oh I do, yeah. I'm, you know? I'm a, yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, I mean you know amazing. I've given up on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> Have you? I mean, I've been, I think it's been about six months since I made a post, but I really, I was gone for about six months before that. And I was like, I'm making my comeback and made a post oh, about yeah. how it was great to be gone. And then I started therapy and <laughs> it was just like, wait, I actually feel, and like, you when you know, when you're like, I'm not going to go on it this week, but you still feel yourself going yeah. for the app button to hit it. Yeah, yeah. And I was doing that. I don't even do that anymore. I don't nice. have that like, oh, I got to. You know, I got to check this. I got to do you this. Kicked I gotta, it. You yeah, kicked it's, it. it. And it's, yeah. it's a great feeling. And like, I appreciate my photography more doing yeah. that now too. I'm yeah. like, this is worth holding on to and like, you know, building something with it rather than just giving it away and getting yeah. my mm-hmm. couple hundred likes and then it's gone. You know, it's yeah. just like. Mm. I'll tell you the problem I have because I, I would love to do that. But the problem I have is that, you know, I, I am passionate about the book and mm. yeah and so like i did that book signing in berlin and there were a zillion people there and that's because i posted it on instagram and yeah. uh, and if yeah but the thing is i can't just post one promotional thing on instagram i have to give you yeah. know give it real content right, right. Stay engaged. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right yeah so it's it's a it's a real dilemma for me it yeah. is it is <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I if if anyone figures it out, but I guess it's just the, it's just 
it's like a, it's like the work life balance. You just got to like yep. find yeah. the balance, have, teach yourself how to have restraint. Yeah. Especially now with having my son, I, yeah. I like I, my husband, I'm like, we should have like off phone hours. Like, oh yeah. You know, just. I know. I'm terrible. Just put oh, it away. Yeah. I know. Uh, I know. Man. We need, yeah, we need therapists for that. <laughs> yeah. Or like yeah. Li- life coaches or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Photo life coaches. That's what we yeah. need. We do. There's I a want business that. opportunity. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do once I leave <laughs> yeah. the music store. I'll be your photo coach. Yeah, your photo life coach. Yeah. Uh-huh. I like it. Uh, can I can I swing back and, and talk about the, the books again? Mm-hmm. How is Little Brown Mushroom going? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's probably not clear. So, for people listening, Little Brown Mushroom was, it was a name that I gave this DIY, you know, publishing operation. And we did that for a number of years. And basically, for me, it was like a place to collaborate, to make these little things that weren't about money at all, and just to experiment Mm, and try stuff with different artists. And, And then it got, it got like bigger and bigger. And it was turning into a real business. And that was like, that was killing the fun for me. So I like, Ah. I basically stopped the publishing and then we, I started doing these experimental workshops and ended up doing a big one that like was teenagers. We went cross country into Winnebago, did all this stuff. And that was amazing. But then that was like, if I continue this, this is going to like, I'm going to be a full-time educator. I don't want to do that. So I killed, yeah. I killed that off. So Little Brown Mushroom is basically my, my like sandbox where I get to play around and it, like I was just pitching a business idea of the life coach. Like I like pretend businesses or <laughs> yeah. you know, sort of shark tank ideas, but I don't really want to do the thing full time. <laughs> yeah. You know? and, yeah. And so that's what little brown mushroom is. And so I do, so we don't publish anymore. Yeah. I was wondering about that. I didn't know yeah. if you were still no, or not. No. Yeah. We stopped. Also, I just, I, I have an amazing publisher. So I work with him and I, and in terms of collaborative things, which I'm doing, like, I'm I'm collaborating with this musician uh, for the last couple of years, and we do these performances. It's hard to explain, but um, and then that's cool. like that's feeding my experimental goof around time. And if that ever turns in, it won't. But if that ever turns <laughs> anything really big, I would kill it off too. Yeah, man, that, <laughs> that's so funny because it's like the total opposite of what everyone else is doing. They're like they're doing this thing to get it, you know, to 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 pop off and and be something. But I I totally get that too because once you're, it, it's funny because I always laugh at at your story of you didn't want to be the sheep guy, you know, oh, like yeah, you yeah. just. Uh-huh. For, <laughs> I just think that's such a great, you know, because I I always loved the the Williamson County Fair when I was living in Nashville. That uh, was you know the county fair. You know, it's just right. it's a it's a smorgasbord of of everything, and it's so much fun. Mm-hmm. And and I was starting to get a little traction on my county fair. You know, uh-huh. the fair wanted to pay yeah. me to go there and do you know yeah. i'm like right. wait a minute wait a minute i don't no, want to no, be no, the, no, 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 exactly, no, you know, yeah. Yeah. yeah so i totally can relate yeah. to that that's cool but i also you know i i should say that i i can say in this cavalier things like kill things off because i have a central <laughs> career yeah yeah right. oh, yeah yeah with all of the complexities involved around it and all of the like sacrifices and financial stresses and all those things. So it's like a grown up business <laughs> that I have yeah. to yeah. S- sustain. Uh, but because I have that, I can play around on the edges, you know? Yeah. 
little side projects. Side projects, yeah. yeah totally. That's gonna yeah. take the pressure off the big picture stuff too. Exactly. A bit for yeah, you. it's a place mm-hmm. to yeah blow off steam and yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Which is not. I don't want to overstate the the main career path, but yeah, it's just it's just a little different that way. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I love it. We'll be right back with a couple listener questions for Alec right after this message from our sponsor. Just wanted to pop in quick and let you guys know about our Patreon-only Develop and Hang Nights. We develop some film, we talk shop, we laugh, we have a good time, we've done a bunch of these already. It's just great getting to hang out with you guys and develop some film. Even if you don't develop film and you just want to hang, it's always a good time. And like I always say, Patreon is the best way to help support the show. If it sounds like something you're interested in, head over to patreon.com slash analog talk. All right, guys, this is part of the show where we take a question from one of our listeners, and we're going to do two for Alec today. The first one comes from jasper.vw, and they ask, how does Alec use images to weave together a narrative slash story slash message? That's a good one. It's a deep one. It's a deep deep (laughs) question, and it's tricky because these... A word like narrative, I always get mm-hmm. tripped up on because to me, narrative, you know, suggests a story with a beginning, middle, and end. Mm. And yeah. and that's not how I I think of photo books working. They're like it's there's so many gaps. And mm. and I th- what I think of what I'm doing is um you know, trying to create these spaces, these gaps for the reader or viewer to imagine filling them in. So they're kind of like crafting their own narrative a little bit. And I would say the same about the word message. Like, I don't know that I want to give a message. Mm. I kind of want the viewer to like put their own message into it, you know, like, yeah, you know, um, but it's, it's tricky because you have to like, you have to give people something you know you can't just be like a smattering of total random fragments or else it's too much work to put it together so it's like building it but leaving space and if you overbuild it if you like if it if it is a story or a message then it it's it kind of doesn't work in the form very well so it's yeah it's like this scaffolding (laughs) that the viewer wow you know builds the building yeah. Yeah. And I like to, you said, I think it was on one of your YouTube videos. You were like, you know, not every photo has to be, you know, a, an amazing photo in the photo book. Like use the other photo, fo- like mm. some of the other photos to kind of mm-hmm. get you to the, you know. Yeah, the, absolutely. I, right. I really like that. That was good. Yeah. It's because that goes against the mindset of like, yeah, every picture is a killer. Um, mm-hmm. You still want them to be good and you know, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, f- functional. <laughs> um, but and there's no way, like, it's impossible. Like, the greatest photo books in the world, they're not, and not every picture is a killer. Yeah. 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 I like that what you said about letting the viewer f- figure out the story, I mm-hmm. guess. It's like that, like the ending of Inception, you know, oh, like, right. did it fall or did it not fall? Like, <laughs> right. I like happy endings. So yeah. I think it fell, <laughs> but, <laughs> you know. But this, and, but, you know, cinema is a great example, though, because it's like cinema does tell a story the way we think of it. And of course there's experimental yeah. cinema that doesn't do that, but the fo- the medium has been shaped in a largely narrative direction. So that's the form. Right. I wouldn't say that's the case with photography. It is it's kind of true in the photo essay in the world of the f- yeah. the magazine photo essay. But yeah. that yeah. that's uh, that is a different room in the castle of photography. 
Yeah, I like that castle of photography. That's the first time I've that. ever said that phrase. I like it. It's good. <laughs> it's good. Yeah. Well, that was a great answer and great question too. We'll give you another one. We'll give you one more here. Mm-hmm. This one comes from former guest uh, Aiden Clemenko, and he wanted to know best advice for a young photographer trying to break into the fine art world. Mm. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna start with something annoying, <laughs> so. <laughs> Uh, which is because it's just annoying to hear an older person say this, but patience, um, because mm. I, again, I'll, I'll, I'll speak through analogy. So if just imagine you're a novelist mm. and you want to break into the world of uh, publishing a novel, you're not going to go to a publisher and say like, I got this great idea for a novel and they're not going to yeah. give you a deal, right? <laughs> your first novel, you got to write the novel yeah. And it's, and it's got to be good. Yeah. And so that is going to take you 10 years <laughs> to do that yeah. because you're also yeah. working jobs and da, da, da. Mm-hmm. And you have to find your voice and do all this stuff. It's really hard. And then if you're lucky enough to finally get to publish that novel, it might be easier to publish the second one, you know? But that huh, first one is a, is just really hard to get to. And, every, you know, every novelist has to go through that. And it's really not that different in any other field. It's It can be a little different because there's sort of like age <laughs> differences. So like music skews really young, right? Yeah. And it's kind of different. It, and in different areas of photography, it might be the case, like in the Instagram world, it, it probably skews younger. In my world of like photo book publishing and, and the fine art market, actually, it, it takes it just takes more time to do that. Yeah. So you got to be patient and not spend all of your energy on promotion until the novel's done. Promote it after. <laughs> yeah. I used to have, when I was doing, like, making YouTube videos and stuff, I used to try to be, you know, the Matt Days and the, the uh-huh. George mm-hmm. from Negative mm-hmm. Feedback. Like, I wanted to yeah. be one of those, too. And it, it would, I, every video, I'd be like, and uh, I, I have all these plans coming up. I'm going to do a video on this, oh, on this, on this, too. on this. And I promise, and I promise, and I promise. And then I would never do it. And it would yeah. just, yeah. it just really kind of wears people out of expectation and, and all this stuff. Yep. So, you know, not... Yeah, and not, I just, I have a lot of, you know, I see a lot of people self-promoting like crazy and, the you know, and the work's just not there yet. Mm. Uh, and I get it. Mm. And, uh, you know, and I, I was hungry for it too when I was young. One, the way I dealt with it was I was like, I tried read, you know, in my town to try to get a show or do a little thing or whatever. But it wasn't like to break out into this, you know, stratosphere or whatever. Just like, you know, that's the equivalent of like, you know, you have a band. Okay, let's play some local shows. We're not doing, Mm -hmm. you know, Madison Square Garden. Like we're figuring stuff out. And then once we get our like shit together, we have an album. We're like, we know what we're doing. Then let's try to like bring this wider yep what do they say you got to walk before you can run oh <laughs> so, yeah 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 <laughs> but i also know how annoying that is to hear that and i yeah. remember oh, yeah. like oh, yeah. being uh-huh. young and hearing that kind of stuff and just being like ah you know yeah like, so i i get that also yeah so true it's good yeah. uh and then you know for more practical advice uh <laughs> I, and for i found that it never works to approach 
anyone. <laughs> it's like, mm. like to knock on a gallery door does not work. So, oh, interesting. Uh, to approach a publisher doesn't work. They have to find you or someone has to yeah. tell them to look at you. Yeah. Wow. Because they're approached by things all the time. And, yeah. Right. And to throw one more analogy at you, I, I, I think of it as like when you decide to go to a movie, for example, you don't just go to every movie. <laughs> you know, yeah. You, yeah. someone has told you the movie's good. You've read somewhere that it's good. It's not the movie maker saying, my movie's good. You need to see it. Because they're all going to say that. Yeah. So wow. you, need to hear it, you need to hear it from someone trusted, you know? So it's like, it's hard to do that. So, in, you know, in my own case, uh, my first gallery, it was a different artist at that gallery recommended me, you know? And oh, okay. that's the only way for me. Yeah, it's like... Word of mouth. Word of mouth. I book, when I was shooting weddings, I booked more weddings from people just who were at the weddings I already shot or knew somebody. Absolutely. It was never, oh, I thought I, the, the advertisement you paid for. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah, it's just, and of course those things happen, but it's it's incredibly rare that you're just going to like right. knock on a publisher's door unless the work is so like mind-blowingly great. Right. Yeah. And you have yeah. to be aware of how much they're looking at because it's just, it's, oh, yeah. it's never ending. And now, you know, one of the cool things about being older and stuff is I've seen it from the other side or I've been like a judge at a contest and you're mm -hmm. just like, wow, there's so much, <laughs> you know? Wow. So if yeah. someone, so if a friend of mine tells me, oh, this is amazing, I'll be like, okay, I'll check that out. Yeah. Man. I love that. Yeah. Great, great answer on that one. Cool. The other, the yeah. first answer sucked, but that one was good. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, I think they that's were both good. That's how I think neurotic I am. Any, anyone says anything positive to me, I like take it as oh. a negative for something else. Uh, that's the therapy talk. I can, I can, yeah. I, can <laughs> I can relate to that as well. Yeah. yeah, I overanalyze literally everything anybody ever says to me, so I understand. Yeah, totally. <laughs> All right. Well, okay, so now. Give them the camera questions. We're going to give you the, the oh, yeah. camera question. Oh, yeah. This is a two-part question. Ooh. The the yeah, the first part is if you were stranded on a desert island and you could only have one camera, can only shoot with one camera for the rest of your life, what would it be and why? Uh, I'm not going to go literal on the desert island yeah, because the you you know, the to. wind <laughs> the wind would be a factor in my answer here because I yeah, I, would, yeah. <laughs> I would choose the Phillips and I mean the Phillips and Sons eight by ten camera mm. that I had. So it was super light. Oh. And it didn't have like extensive movements, which I don't need. Um, yeah. So it was a field 8x10 that was incredibly simple, incredibly light, but it would have maybe some problems in the wind on the desert island. Uh, yeah. yeah. But it, those <laughs> coastal winds would... Yeah, it was that camera. And uh, I'm really excited because I just learned about a guy in Europe that could oh. potentially repair it. Um, oh, yes. oh, man, that's a win. <laughs> yeah, because that is the, a win. So, so uh, Dick Phillips was the maker of this camera, and I think he was in Michigan, and he's an older guy, and he just he retired at a certain point, and that was it. Uh, and they're, I mean, they come up for sale or whatever, but I'm, I also just don't have the temperament to keep track of that kind of stuff. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That would be the one. Yeah. Solid right. island answer. So here's the second part. Yes. Um, is there any cameras that you're lusting after right now? Any white whale, something that you, that you either haven't shot and would love to try or like something you had and you got rid of? And uh, Analog cameras? <laughs> has to be, it could it be, be whatever. Yeah. I mean, just please don't let it be an iPhone, but you know. <laughs> it's, you know it's not an iPhone. Uh, the iPhone 5. It was, I really <laughs> missed that camera. <laughs> uh, 
That's oh, that's interesting. Well, because I'm pl- so I'm I'm playing with moving images, right? And, yeah. yeah. And one of the problems that I'm encountering is that these cameras are so expensive that you have to rent them. Yeah. But if you rent them, I feel I don't have the flexibility to like. Oh, I want to go out today. Like, oh, the weather's oh, yeah. amazing today. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. If I could have a camera, it would probably be. Yeah, like a very high-end cinema camera that I could actually own and be flexible with. Yeah. <laughs> Which I, it's not unlike the feeling, uh, particularly in the early days of digital, when you have like this, you know, $70,000 digital camera. Yeah. And that was a lot mm-hmm. of people's dream camera, but you couldn't get it, you know. Uh, right. Or you could only rent it for a day. So yeah, because yeah, because moving image stuff, I'm I'm curious about not like making movies, but just uh, just like barely moving pictures. Man, what do you have? Do you have like like on like a, an Alexa? Or is that what you're like? Uh, well, I've been. I mean, without giving anything away, I've been playing with okay, this uh, <laughs> this Phantom Flex camera. If you ever heard of that, uh, oh. it's this, no, yeah, I haven't. Yeah. See, I'm not up on that end of things it's yeah it's a crazy universe uh yeah but the, yeah i'm dealing with like focus pulling and all these mm-hmm. all this yeah, stuff yeah yeah uh, fun yeah fun. but fun but i realized like i can't just run out and do it you know it's like yeah right. uh you know for that particular camera i've had a, like a van following me <laughs> oh wow <laughs> so yeah. we're like tethered to the van yeah yeah not easy. <laughs> Man. Ooh, can't wait to see what yeah, comes yeah. of all I'm that. Kind of, I'm, my mind's wondering what's cooking. But I did, <laughs> uh, just a more prosaic answer, I did just buy a Canon 35 millimeter camera because I had a, my first camera was a Canon AE1 and mm. yeah. that my dad gave me. Yeah. And I did this little mini project and bought, not an A1, is it, is it A1? F? There's A1, F1. F1. It was the A1, but not the AE1. I got gotcha. anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. I bought one of those and took my first 35 millimeter picture in like 20 years and had such a blast. Oh, that's Ooh, exciting. Yeah. Great. Really great. Man. Really great. Man. You should have that one around your neck. I should. Carrying that everywhere. I should. Yeah. And check this out. I'm going to blow people's minds right now. <laughs> I have never <laughs> taken a photograph with a 35 millimeter rangefinder. Really? <gasps> Whoa. <laughs> My mind is blown. Right? Man, that's Crazy. wild. I yeah. like to see focus. I like to see. Yeah. That's yeah. why I like the Pentax 6x7. That's why mm-hmm. I like the 8x10. I've, I've had rangefinders. I had a Mamiya 6. I, but I like, it's, and it relates to this feeling of space. I like to see the space coming in and out. And Yeah. yeah. That's wild, <sighs> man. Man, one more film-related question for you before we mm-hmm. wrap it up here. Are you ever concerned about not yes. being able to get eight by ten film? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I just are are you are are you like a hoarder? Do you? No, I'm not a hoarder. It's so off the charts expensive now that yeah. I know. Yeah. And I so when I work with it, I kind I try to pretend the money doesn't exist. I just yeah. like yeah, you have it, to, <laughs> and that is the that yeah. relates to the project based thing though too. And it's like you know treating it like a movie where you have to raise money to do it mm-hmm. at that point. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's no, it's it's outrageous and it's uh, yeah. really problematic for sure. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it goes away soon. Mm-hmm. And that would that would be a bummer. Yeah. I'm crying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it's tough. I mean, I think yeah. I think things are safe 
in smaller formats, I think. Yeah. 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 So a lot of things are happening. Yeah. A lot of things, a lot of things are happening. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's okay. I just, it's, yeah, there's not a lot of need to make it that large. And even four by five is pushing it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Prices, man, just crazy. Crazy. Yeah, I was just curious. I was curious if, if you had a little worry in your mind, or maybe you had a warehouse full of it. I didn't know. No, <laughs> you know, and it's that. you know, there's been a history of that in the printing of stuff. So like dye transfer printing, mm. um, yep. and there were hoarders of that, and they've like just run out now. You know, whatever yeah. thirty years or whatever after it's they right. discontinued it. Yeah. And I don't know. I just I'm, I just don't have that mentality again. Yeah. That's what like Eggleston used, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. And so like the people that printed for him hoarded it and, and it's incredible stuff. But for sure, there's a reason to hoard it. Oh, it's magical. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Well, great. Yeah. Thank you for taking the time to chat photography with us. This is a dream. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Thank you. Um, Where can everybody, if you want to plug yourself, where can everybody check out your work? TikTok, baby. Good TikTok, yeah. here we go. <laughs> I mean, my website is alexsoth.com. My Instagram is Little Brown Mushroom. Mm-hmm. My TikTok is Alex Soth. Yeah, I'm uh, going to that right. I'm really, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm like trying to build. Followed. I'm trying to build something over there. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And my my YouTube, my YouTube is I don't know what it is. It's something. It's maybe it's Alex Soth. I don't know. If you if you just go to the search bar and search Alex yeah. Soth, it'll, yeah. it'll come up. Yeah, it'll yeah. pop up. But. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not here to, to pimp anything right now. Just gotcha. Okay. Cool, Timothy. Where are you? Guys, go to Instagram and Twitter. It's at Timothy Makeups. I also have some older YouTube stuff over there. You know, just like that. Go to the search bar, search Timothy Makeups. <laughs> You'll find a bunch of stuff there. Chris, where are you? So I'm Chris B Photo on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And we have Analog Talk Pod on Twitter and Analog Talk Podcast on Instagram. Cool. And Yay. Facebook too. Yeah. Awesome. But. Alec, thank you, thank you, thank you. This has been wonderful. All right, you guys. You take care. We'll see you next time, guys. Bye. All right. First off, Chris and I want to thank Alec for coming on the show. Thank you so much for taking the time to hang out with us, to tell your story, to give us some inspiration and, you know, just what a crazy, awesome career it is that you've had. And we we love following it. And it's just, it's so inspiring. And again, thank you Thank you so much. Guys, that's going to take us to Patreon. Head over to patreon.com slash analog talk. For only a buck, you can get the show two days early. We also have our Patreon-only developing hangs over there. Some other Patreon-exclusive stuff. And like we say, Patreon is the best way to help support the show. Man, this is this was such a great episode. Such a good time. And uh, yeah, we will see you guys with an all new episode next week. Later.